Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and if you'd like to apply to be a guest on the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so today I have Matt Aston on the line, and he's CEO at Ground Penetrating Radar Systems, also known as GPRS. Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adam. Looking forward to it. All right, Matt. So excited to really get into GPRS, what you're doing as a pioneer in your industry. And really, I mean, we just got a lot of stuff going on today. I, I think first thing first, I have to say congrats. I understand just crossed your your 500th employee over 20 years in business. I mean, that's not easy. So first off, congrats on that big milestone. 2021 has been a, been a big year for us. Man. I'm excited about this. And uh, let's start this off the way we start them all with our Mission Matters Minute. So Matt, we at Mission Matters, we amplify stories for entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. That's our mission. Matt, what mission matters to you? So our mission is to create opportunity for the people who choose to work at GPRS. And we do that through providing a sensational service to our customer base, which is the construction industry. You know, we, the, uh, the construction industry can be a dangerous place to work in sometimes. And yeah. one of the more dangerous components of, of that industry is when they have to dig or, or cut in concrete, there's just hidden elements that are difficult to find. So uh, that's what we provide a sensational service and helping them to avoid those obstacles when they're, uh, whenever they have to break ground or uh, cut or drill in concrete. Yeah. So I want to, I want to take that a step further. So this idea uh, and this uh, subsurface damage prevention. Um, So uh, tell me a little bit more about this. I don't want to assume our audience kind of understands some of the hazards, number one, or exactly what that means. Sure. So um, there are, you know, as we, we're hearing a lot about infrastructure and this yeah. new infrastructure bill that's, that's going through our government. And there are, you know, any building has water services, gas, electric, yeah. communications, um, among other types of utilities. And whenever you see a construction crew who's going to dig in the ground or when they're going to cut in concrete, they're taking some, some risks. Yeah. Uh, they need to know where each of those utilities are before they break ground. Um, the same thing applies in concrete. It's not always utilities, but sometimes there's reinforcing steel that they can't cut through. They want to they make sure that they preserve the structural yeah. integrity of the building. And um, so anytime that the ground is being broken or concrete is being you know, penetrated, our company comes into play to identify and help minimize those risks as they proceed with their scope of work. Yeah. And, and I want to I want to um, maybe uh, take this level and I know this wouldn't be an appropriate example because I know you're working with big, big, um, you know, universities, institutions, um, you know, large, large work. But for the everyday person that's watching this, um, I was trying to think of a concept. And I, I remember when I was a kid and I'm like, you're digging in the background or you're, or you're doing something in the backyard. I grew up in the Midwest in Michigan and I like you're digging in the backyard. Maybe you had a little project to do and you're thinking like and your dad tells you, wait, don't dig like you have to. There, there, you know, there could be other things underground you don't know. You can't go too far. You have to watch this or you have to do this. And there's this precautions. So I guess in layman's terms, like very, very high level, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's there's two, uh, I guess, two divisions of, of, of utility locating. One is private 
and one is public. So public is law. If you're gonna if you're gonna dig in the ground, you have to call eight one one, and they'll they'll come out and they'll mark your utilities for you. Mm-hmm. That's not really our core business. Our core yeah. business is more on the, on the private side. So we'll go onto the private property mm-hmm. where eight one one may not necessarily go. Yeah, and um, you know, that's the that's the core of our business. About seventy percent of our revenues come from private utility locating. And, then, and so. And so in founding this in, in working in this in this niche, like you're known as an as an industry innovator and you're known as, you know, one of the pioneers there. Like, tell me a little bit more about that. So, yeah, one of our you know, part of our, our culture is, you know, we, we want to talk about, you know, widen the gap. We believe that we built a considerable lead over over our competition in terms of our performance, in terms of our forward thinking. And you know, we're, we're really happy with where we're at. Yeah. But we're not content where we're at, and we think there's opportunity to do even better. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the title of our meeting today is "The Road to 100% Subsurface Damage Prevention." Yeah, we are at 99.8% on the jobs that we do right now, and, and wow. that, that's great. But it's not 100, right? Yeah. So we've 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 got some improvements to make, and we think that it's a possibility. It's a lofty goal, um, but you know, we think that there's a uh, a real opportunity for us mm-hmm. to you know, lead the charge in you know, helping us realize 100% subsurface damage prevention. And so, as I mentioned in the opening of this, crossing over 500 employees, and no, so this is you know no company can do what you do by themselves, and you know, and it takes that it takes that whole team, it takes that that company culture, that cohesiveness to pull off something like this. And that number that you just mentioned, over 98 percent. I mean, that, that's a big number. That's a huge number. I know the goal is 100. Say it again one more time. It's 99.8. I'm sorry, 99.8. So right. you're, you know what I mean? Like you're there. Right. Um, tell us a little bit more about the, about the culture and like internally and like, and like how that comes together. Yeah. So, you know, one, one thing that we say within GPRS is you cannot have an exceptional business mm-hmm. if you don't have exceptional people. So we are extremely focused on you know, mm-hmm. getting tremendous people. I mean, I joke with, uh, the new project managers that come into our company, I always ask them, how many interviews did you have before you uh, finally got the offer from us? And yeah. it's generally, you know, five, six interviews and yeah. sometimes more um, yeah. ride-alongs. We just want to be certain that we're putting a great person in front of our customer. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a simple theory, but, you know, we said that, you know, better people are going to deliver better results. So yeah. um, we don't mess around when it, when it comes to our performance on a job site. I mean, we, we, we're trying to solve some real problems mm-hmm. and uh, we don't want someone who's going to be lax or um, yeah, they need to be completely focused on what they're doing, you know, when they're on site working for, for one of our customers. So yeah. there's a great deal of independence. Um, I'd say we're very entrepreneurial, but at the same time, um, we are extremely unified in our effort. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. crazy, but we've got roughly 550 people in the company. Now we've got people from Boston to Honolulu and Seattle to Miami and basically every, every major city in between yet we're entirely unified in this pursuit of this 100% subsurface damage prevention. 
What an amazing story. I love, love to bring stories like this to my audience. And you, you actually took the words out of my mouth on, on this question. And that's, I want you to go a little bit further on geographies. So like, like the areas you're covering and really how, and how you pull that off. So yeah, we, we started in uh, Northwest Ohio. That's where we're based in, in, in Toledo, Ohio. That's where I grew up. And uh, when I first started the business, I was, uh, nobody heard of it. That was the biggest challenge in, in you know, building this company was uh, creating some awareness. Yeah. You know, the people that had heard of ground penetrating radar when I first started doing sales, they thought it had to do with you know, finding treasure or um, <laughs> looking for archaeological you know, yeah. artifacts. And, and um, you, know, you could probably use it for that. I'm sure, I'm sure people do use it for that. But yeah. you know, our focus is, is really on the construction industry and, and minimizing um, our customers' risk with, uh, with you know, anything yeah. subsurface. But, so we started in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I quickly realized yeah, there's a lot more opportunity. When, when, I, when I started selling, uh, I yeah. was going to construction companies and engineers in the Toledo area and quickly realized, hey, there's there's way more opportunity up in Detroit, which is only yeah. you know, 50 miles from where I live. So mm-hmm. I started going up there to sell almost every day. And um, the first person, I, we, we started getting a few jobs and um, the first person I hired, he built us this website and yeah. I'd tell this to his face, but it wasn't great, but it, but it did, it did the job. Yeah. And there was a company before Google was even prevalent, uh, hmm. a company called overture.com. Yeah. And they were the first pay per click advertising. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we dabbled in this overture.com and gave it a shot and we started getting calls from all over the country. Wow. And uh, I remember I was doing a job down in uh, near West Palm Beach, yeah. Florida. And uh, it was at a Walgreens distribution center in Jupiter. And I was looking for a place to eat dinner one night. And I just drove down A1A down the, down the coastal highway there. Yeah. And this is probably 2005. And oh, wow. I just saw a crane after a crane after a crane. And... Uh, this yeah, is you know, they, they've brought this two-person company down from Ohio wow. to do this job. They can't find anybody closer. And, and Whoa. Um, I thought this is what we need to do. We, we need to put people in major cities mm-hmm. all throughout the United States. And that's how we're going to really grow this business. Wow. And uh, so we did. And uh, um, we got the, the Trump Tower job in Chicago in 2006. And wow. when I was on that job um, and we were still a small company, you know, yeah. five, five employees maybe in, in 2006, mm-hmm. I was reading a book at night and Adam, have you ever heard of the book, the, the E-Myth? Yes. Oh my um, gosh. I love Michael that Gerber. book. I, I, if I would have read that book earlier in my life, I feel like um, I maybe wouldn't have had, you know, the 15 business failures uh, and finally getting to Mission Matters. I mean, love Mission Matters, but I just mean like recommend everybody read that book. So but, it's, 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 yeah, I, I would say it's, it's one of the most you know, transformational books for yeah. me personally. Um, totally. And the, the, the core principle in that book is that businesses either fail entirely or they fail to grow because the owner spends too much time working in the business and not yeah. enough time working on the business. Mm-hmm. And 
that's exactly what I was doing. I was still in the field. I was still doing these jobs every day. And we had a few other people that, that were working with me. But mm-hmm. while I was reading this book at night, I, I just realization. Yeah. This is what I need to do. I need to remove myself from the field and focus on growing the business. Mm-hmm. And um, so I committed at the beginning of 2007 that I was going to come out of the field to focus on growing GPRS. And wow. I started in sales um, where I would be in Chicago, Detroit, Cleveland, Columbus, mm-hmm. Cincinnati, Indianapolis, or, or Toledo mm-hmm. every day. And I'd just be selling. I wouldn't even have appointments lined up. I would just drive to the city and look for look for job sites or look for tower cranes. And uh, I'd put my hard hat and safety vest on and yeah. walk onto the job site and make the construction team aware of the service that I was performing. And wow, um, it didn't take long before we started getting calls like, Hey, you were here a couple of weeks ago and now we're going to, now we're going to dig and we could use your service. And, Whoa. um, it, it, uh, it, it changed the game. Uh, and then we started expanding and mm-hmm. from 2008 to 2010, mm-hmm. I think we averaged almost one new city per month. Uh, <laughs> or we just drop people into you know Charlotte. Then we drop them into Raleigh. Then we drop them into, yeah, I don't know Denver, and, and yeah, uh, now we have people in fifty-three cities. It's been it's great. What an amazing story! And and come on, man, you are cold calling. That's that's old school cold calling. You said I didn't even have an appointment. I saw a crane and I went to it. Like there's some entrepreneurs out there right now that are watching this that are maybe have an idea, they have a business or something that they're looking to get out there. And I'm just saying, like, wow, my mind's blown on this one. What did you do? You didn't have an appointment. Drive to the city and go. Like when you talk about having passion behind what you're doing and determination and belief, like I can't, I can't can't think of anything more when I hear that story. I would so yeah. So Chicago is a three and a half hour drive for me, and I would go there and I wouldn't let myself come home until I made fifteen stops at construction sites. So I had to had to get to fifteen, and I had to talk to somebody at the, at each of the fifteen before I could. I mean, I wasn't just walking into the trailer, dropping a business card off, and and getting back in the car. I, I wanted to talk to someone and really try to advance the awareness of the services that we provide man that's great what a great what a great story and i see where um and and by the way the e-myth the book that you brought up and and again i'm going to just repeat that one more time i recommend everybody take a listen or i I listen to the audio book version but read that book like it's a it's a great book and i think some of the lessons in there um could if more people were aware of it it could save a lot more businesses in my opinion just in general because it's got some great content I totally agree. So going for, let's go a step further into GPRS. So um, obviously phenomenal growth on this road to a hundred percent. Like what's next? Like what are some of the things and some of the vision um, that you have? You're in over 50 cities, as you mentioned, like what's some of the vision going forward? So our, our customers, they, they all have really the same, the same problem. Um, they don't have a good solution for, you know, what's underground. Uh, yeah. if, they, if they did, we wouldn't need to exist. Yeah. So we've developed some ideas around um, mm-hmm. yeah, building this, this database you know, at each of the sites that we work at where they can go in and they can see you know, all of our findings at yeah. any time. Um, you know, right now, 
if you take a, a typical university, they have yeah. sets of plans and they have they have a master set of plans that show their utilities, but they're generally not accurate. They're, they're generally mm-hmm. there's a lot of data is outdated um, or it's it's incorrect. A lot of a lot of stuff doesn't make it onto the onto the drawing. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's as designed, not as it was actually built. Mm-hmm. So and some of the other knowledge rests in. The, the the brains of the 30-year facilities guy who's wow. at some point is going to walk off that campus for the last time. Yeah. So what, what we want to do is we want to bring all of that data together accurately mm-hmm. and, and put it into a system that our customers can go to and get a good, accurate sense of, mm-hmm. of everything that they have um, underground at their facility. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's one, it's all put together in one spot for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's what we're working on right now. We're adding a few other services to our uh, to our company. We just acquired a company uh, in June, mm-hmm. um, up, upstate New York, and one of their core businesses was leak detection services. It's not something we've ever done at GPRS, but uh, that's something that we're going to roll out nationally in 2022. Mm-hmm. Is uh, we're going to begin to offer leak detection services on a national basis. Mm-hmm. And so taking me, taking us a little bit further through that, um, that user experience. So we've mentioned universities once or twice, but I, I want to go a little bit further into the types of clients that you work with. So give us a little bit more of a feel of who, who's a good ideal fitting, who gets the most value out of working with, um, with your team. Yeah, I would say, uh, so broadly, it's, yeah. it's anyone, anyone who's going to be you know, digging or cutting through concrete, but mm-hmm. the facilities that you'll find us working on, you know, frequently, um, I would say more more critical facilities where they can't risk any type of shutdown. So yeah. uh, universities, hospitals, um, manufacturing facilities, mm-hmm. uh, ener- energy facilities, you know, uh, you know, power plants, oil refineries. Yeah, uh, a lot of corporate headquarters. Uh, we work at military bases on a regular basis. Um, yeah, really, really. Like then we'll then we'll do large infrastructure jobs. Like we've got. Uh, pipelines that are, that are being put in and they, they're concerned about crossing existing pipelines as they're excavating mm-hmm. um, wind farms, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll scan before they excavate to, to put the collection lines okay. in the ground. So it's really, there's a wide variety of, uh, and yeah, so the work that we do in Seattle is much different than the work that we do in Dallas oftentimes, but yeah. Uh, any, any type of construction where, where ground is going to be broken, you'll, you'll see us there. Mm. And so, and this is just for my knowledge. So do when, whenever somebody's doing something like this, like it sounds to me like a, a company like GPRS is needed, right? Because of the dangers that are under, that are, you know, underground. And so um, that being said, if they're not, I'm just, I'm just curious about the alternative. So if they're not using a company like that, like how's that, how's that normally done? They're just basically referencing the plans and, you know, hopefully they're right. Or like, give me a little bit of a feel for that. Cause it seems like GPRS or, or a company like that is the obvious, like you'd want to do that at all times, but, but give me a little bit of a feel for that. So I, t- I tend to agree with you, but uh, I may be, I may be a bit biased. Um, I'm all right with it. You'd be biased. 
<laughs> but but I'm just thinking about it, like you said, like that. Well, your university example from earlier, like the uh, 30 year old, you know, facilities manager that at one at some point retires, and there's this flag that's poking up, or whatever it is that's like, oh, don't go over there because we had this that happened 10 years ago, and it's in this person's mind, and you're like, well, what happens when that person's not there or in that particular time? Like it can be tricky. So that that's why the, why I'm asking this question because I'm like, well, what's the alternative? <laughs> yeah. Our, our, so our average fee is you know, generally between $1,000 and $2,000, depending how, yeah. how long we're on site. And um, the costs that we, that we prevent, you know, yeah. the, the, the potential damages that, that, that we prevent could be easily seven figures. Uh, yeah. When you, when you consider the direct, the direct repair costs, but then also mm-hmm. all of the indirect costs you know, for downtime, um, I'd like to think that people are more responsible than to just just blindly dig, um, especially yeah, yeah. in a in a congested urban area. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does happen. Um, but as you said, you know, they may rely only on eight one one and not hire a private utility locating company like like GPRS, mm-hmm. or um, or they may just you know use eight one one and then look at the plans to see if there's anything around. But yeah. more often than not. Uh, they're going to be surprised if, if, if they do that. We get, it's funny. Our, our, I hear our team joke all the time about, um, yeah, I was supposed to be, I was on the site and they said, Hey, we don't expect anything to be here, but you know, <laughs> here's, here's what I found. I found the primary electrical feeder running right through oh. where, where they were going to dig. And, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I'm like, and, and when they see that, whoever is, whoever is the um, the person in charge or whatever that, you know, the, that um, chain of command was or the person that finally made that call is like, whew, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> all, all, all the time. And then the, the, the other thing that we'll hear frequently is, man, I wish I would have known about you when I was on you know this job three to <laughs> three years ago. And we cut through this, this, and, and yeah, you, you should have called us. <laughs> You're like, come on, man. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. And I'm laughing, but I'm just thinking I'm putting myself in the shoes of that of that decision maker on that site that either didn't know or have the resource or didn't understand what, you know, a company like GPRS, what, like what you do, um, number one or number two, who, who made the, the person that makes the decision not to call. Oh, we don't need that. We have the plan. We got this. And then that happens. It's like, man, that's, that's just double insult and injury there. It hurts. I don't think it's a mistake that gets made twice. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's generally a lesson learned and uh, yeah, change of protocol, so to speak, going yeah. forward. Awesome. Well, Matt, um, I mean, first off, it's been great having you on the show and I'll just have to ask you, so, so what's next? I mean, company's growing, lots of great things going. What's next for you? What's next for the company? Yeah, we, we, uh, you know, we are focused on growth. Um, you know, we, we plan on doubling in size over the, over the next, uh, three and a half years. And, um, so yeah, we'll be close to a thousand employees, um, at, at that point in time. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't plan on leading us outside of the out of the United States, but we have yeah. we've certainly got a lot that we can do here. We had a, uh, a, stu- a study done by McKinsey um, a few years ago that uh, said only only thirty to thirty five percent of our cust- of our potential customer base knows that we exist. So wow. there's still a tremendous opportunity for growth. Uh, you know, we're we're looking for great people to join yeah. our team. We want to build out. We want to continue to innovate and uh, and build this out, look for additional services that we can run 
that yeah. uh, you know, you go hand in hand with preventing that that um, subsurface damage prevention. So fantastic! That, that's where we're focused. It's awesome. I love bringing success stories like this to my audience. Um, so, so that being said, if somebody is watching this and they do want to learn more um, and to connect with your team, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Best way to you know, get in touch with us is to just go to our website. You're on, I think, all the social platforms, okay. but they, there's there's more and more all the time. Um, but if you just Google GPRS uh, or um, our website is gp-radar.com. So there's a, the dash is a hyphen, gp-radar.com. Fantastic. And we'll, we'll put all those, all that stuff in the, in the show notes so that my audience can just go click on it, make it real easy and simple. Um, so uh, we'll take care of that for you. And uh, speaking of the audience, um, if you're watching this for the first time and you don't know what Mission Matters is about, so Mission Matters is all about bringing on entrepreneurs, experts, and executives, and really having them share their mission, how they're adding value to the marketplace in the world, and like, why do they do what they do? Our idea is to get content out there that inspires and educates. If that's something that you're into, definitely hit that subscribe button. We have many more mission-based uh, entrepreneurs, executives, and experts coming on, and we don't want you to miss a thing. So again, hit that subscribe button. And Matt, really, it has been a pleasure. Congrats on the over 20 years in business, over 500 employees. You're providing opportunity value you're you're you know you're helping lives you're you're creating um you're, you're definitely providing value in the marketplace especially when you know that that person that's in charge um connects and has that very small expense of um of what you do versus the potential of a very big expense of making the mistake or being the one that calls that shot that you know unfortunately may not be the best um so again really appreciate you coming on the show matt i, I really enjoyed talking to you adam thanks a lot and i appreciate the opportunity